Listen, all you New Yorkers. Hello. I hope no one's eating dinner. Something like that. What's up, everybody? It's 10 o'clock on Monday night, which means it's time for the next best thing. Dear Jesus. I'm your host, Jonathan B. Lerner, and I'll be with you for the next two hours. Well, get ready. Don't go anywhere. We have a great, 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 great show lined up for you tonight. I can't even contain myself. But before we get to any of that, we'd like to kick the show off by doing what we always do, and that is review all of the great and the not-so-great things that have happened on... This Day in History. Today is March 6th, and on this day in history, in 1521, Ferdinand Magellan discovered Guam. On this day in 1808, at Harvard University, the first college orchestra was founded. Hmm, maybe the last. On this day in 1857, the U.S. Court, the U.S. Supreme Court's Dred Scott decision ruled that blacks could not sue in federal court to be citizens. Despicable. On this day in 1899, aspirin was patented by German researchers Felix Hoffmann and Hermann Dresner. 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 Okay. On this day in 1900, in West Virginia, an explosion trapped 50 coal miners underground. On this day in 1907, British creditors of the Dominican Republic claimed that the U.S. had failed to collect debts. Okay, it's clearly a slow day for history. On this day in 1928, a communist attack on Peking, China, resulted in 3,000 dead and 50,000 fled to Swatow. <laughs> on this day in 1939, in Spain, Jose Miaja took over the Madrid government after a military coup and vowed to seek peace with honor. What the hell is this stuff? Okay, on this day in 1946, Ho Chi Minh, the president of Vietnam, struck an agreement with France that recognized his country as an autonomous state within the Indo-Chinese Federation and the French Union. On this day in 1947, the first air-conditioned naval ship, the Newport News, was launched from Newport News, Virginia. On this day in 1960, Switzerland granted women the right to vote in municipal elections. Awesome. On this day in 1964, Tom O'Hara set a new world indoor record when he ran the mile in 3 minutes and 56.4 seconds. On this day, in 1970, Charles Manson released his album, Lies, to finance his defense against murder charges. Don't think that went too well. On this day, in 1981, Walter Cronkite appeared on his last episode of the CBS, CBS Evening News with Walter Cronkite. He had been on the job for 19 years before being forced to retire. That's what happened on this day in history. And who knows? Perhaps we'll make history right here tonight on Radio Free Brooklyn and be studied for years to come. But probably not. You're listening to The Next Best Thing. I'm John Lerner. Stay tuned. It's Monday night, and you know what that means. It's time for not your favorite thing to listen to, but hey, the next best thing. That's right, I'm John Lerner, your host, every Monday night from 10 until midnight, and I'll be here keeping your company from 10 until midnight. So, 
What's been going on since last week? Oh, you know, nothing. Nothing in the news. Last week, actually, if you were listening in, you heard that we were supposed to do a show on the best voices of all time. But we never got around to it because there was just too much going on in the world of Donald Trump. Yes, our president, that fat, bloated, puffed-up crow's cock known as Donald Trump. Well... Needless to say, another week has gone by, and therefore, a lot of crap has gone down. Uh, We won't take the entire hour to go over it, because I just wouldn't do that to you. We have to get around to some happier, lighter, more uplifting things, like the greatest voices of all time, as said by me, Jonathan B. Lerner. Let's get this all out right from the top so that we don't have to touch on it much throughout the rest of the show. If at any point throughout the broadcast you hear something you would like to discuss or feel there is a tidbit that you could contribute, always, and I do mean always, feel free to call in. The number here in studio is 718-928-9732. Again, that's 718-928-9732. We would always love to hear from you. You can also tweet at us. We are at Next Best Radio, right on our Facebook wall, timeline, whatever it's called nowadays. It's facebook.com slash NBT radio. Or if you're really feeling like you need to get something off your chest, you can go ahead and write us a full-fledged email, nextbestradio at gmail.com. If at any point you decide that you want to be a saving grace to this radio station or this show in particular, gosh, that sure would make you a great person. If you decide to do such, you can go to rfb.nyc slash nbt. Again, that's rfb.nyc slash nbt. That hopefully will take you to our personal show page for the next best thing. If it does, you can scroll down. You'll find a button that says sponsor this show. Please, for the love of God, sponsor this show. You can make a recurring donation. It can be as low as $5 a month. It can be as much as $500 a month. Either way, it'll be very, very, very much appreciated. Okay, now that we've gotten all that crap out of the way, let's talk about some of the best voices in the world of all time. Now, remember, I didn't... Moving right along. I swear to God, this this studio is demon-possessed. Demon-possessed, mark my words. Okay, now... I mentioned it last week. I'm going to mention it again right now. This is not, and I do mean by any means not, by all means, this is not the best singers of all time. Very different. The best singers of all time, you know, I studied music. I studied the voice. I studied choral conducting and music education. If I was going to do a list of best singers, well, you would have a whole list of people you've probably never heard of singing songs you'd never heard and probably had no interest in hearing. But when I'm doing the best voices, I mean the most distinct, unique, probably recognizable, and not just distinctive and recognizable, but also have made a major contribution to the world. Probably the music world, but the world in general as well. Okay, so with that said, let's get this ball rolling and talk about some of the best voices of all time. beautiful. All right. For best voices, we're going to start off with the one and only Buddy Holly. Buddy Holly was a huge, 
huge, huge factor in basically what kicked off what started rock and roll. He died on February 3rd, 1959 at the age of 22 in a plane crash near Clear Lake, Iowa. Here's a very quick sample of Buddy Holly's voice. All right, so that was Not Fade Away, Buddy Holly song. Now, if you, you probably recognized, his singing style was characterized by his vocal hiccups and his al alternating between regular voice and falsetto. Uh, again, that was Not Fade Away, one of his earlier songs. If I had to pick my favorite Buddy Holly song of all time, well, there's really no contest. It would have to be Every Day. Every day, which we'll play right now, hopefully. Oh, yeah, you know, every day, it's my favorite song. It goes, <laughs> sweet mother of God, demon-possessed. I'm telling you, this place is demon-possessed. Well, might be freezing up right now, so that could be the end of this segment for a little while. Let's see, can I pull it up on the other computer? <laughs> oh, this is great. Every day. Buddy Holly. Every day it's a getting closer, going faster than a roller coaster. Love like yours will surely come my way. Hey, hey, hey. Every day it's a getting faster. Everyone said, Go ahead and ask her. Love like yours will surely come my way. Hey, hey, hey. Seems a little longer Every way Love's a little stronger Come what may Do you ever long for True love from me Every day It's a getting closer Going faster than a roller coaster Love like yours will Surely come my way Hey, hey, hey Yes, 
Every day by Buddy Holly. Wasn't that worth the wait, folks? It certainly was. Hopefully we won't have to wait for any others. Okay, you're listening to The Next Best Thing. I'm Jonathan B. Lerner, and we're going through some of the best voices of all time. Moving right along here. That was, obviously, Buddy Holly, a very major contributor to the world of rock and roll. Speaking of rock and roll, let's get on to the king. Yes, Jailhouse Rock. I'm talking, of course, about Elvis Aaron Presley, the king of rock and roll. Elvis Aaron Presley, born January 8th, 1935, died August 16th, 1977, at the young age of 42. Cause of death, cardiovascular disease, but we all know it also had something to do with drugs, and he died on the toilet. Not a, not a, not a, not a, not a... (laughs) Not a great throne for the king of rock and roll to die on. You know, it wasn't just the that Elvis's voice was so unique, which it was. But honestly, I think people kind of forget sometimes that he actually had a very beautiful voice, a very rich tone. Like a river flows, surely to the sea. Darling, so it goes, something. Now, if that seemed like an awfully short amount of time to spend on the king of rock and roll, you're absolutely right. I don't know what else to tell you. You're absolutely right, but we've got to move on. Okay, someone that Elvis actually had a relationship with that no one ever connects him to uh, would have to be someone who I think, personally, was just as iconic, but in a different genre. Uh, you know, honestly, with a voice like Elvis's, he could have been... He could have been the king of rock and roll. He could have been the king of the crooners. He could have been the king of probably jazz. He could have been the king of musical theater. But he chose to be the king of rock and roll, which was great for our next voice because that left a whole nother world open to him. Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra owned the world of the crooners, jazz, um, that, you know, area. And boy, did he... Did he reign over that for a long time? Dean Martin, uh, you know, Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby came before Frank. But Dean Martin and those kind of guys, they were good. They were good. But there was only one Frank Sinatra. Luck be a lady tonight. Luck be a lady tonight. 
Sinatra singing Luck Be a Lady from Frank Lesser's Guys and Dolls. Frank Sinatra and Elvis Presley actually did have a relationship, did have a relationship. Um, in fact, they were kind of, you know, rivals at one point. I mean, Frank Sinatra was really kind of the king of all pop music when Elvis came along. And so they Frank kind of viewed him as a threat for a long time, but then they eventually kind of found their own ways, found their own audiences, and everything was just honky-dory. Now, okay, so we've talked about, we've kind of moved into the jazz realm a little bit. Moving right along. Uh, Thank you. So, if we're talking about jazz, and we're talking about important, best voices, well, well, the next woman... I guess our first woman of the evening to be on the list, I think it should go without saying, if we're talking about jazz, Ella Fitzgerald. And I have to say, before I even start this next, before I start her clip, the things this woman was able to do, with not just with her voice, but with her musical ear, with her instincts, are truly remarkable. You're going to hear her do some scatting here, and I don't, I can't even tell you If you've ever tried to scat, not as a joke, because a lot of people think it's funny and they'll do it as a joke, like, squeep, bop, a doo, ba, da, ba, squeep, bop, bow. Um, But if you've ever really tried to do it with a group, with a combo, um, it is incredibly difficult. I mean, people think improv is difficult, like improv comedy, which it can be. It's just a matter of getting used to it and having those instincts. But imagine doing that musically. I mean, it, it it is very difficult to do at all, but certainly to do 
and sound comfortable and to do it well. Well, I don't think there's ever been, and I'm not sure there will ever be, someone who could do it as well as Miss Ella Fitzgerald. Don't mean a thing. If it ain't not that sweet. Do I, 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 do I. Unbelievable. Truly a genius in her own right. Uh, Ella Fitzgerald, she lived to be 79 years old, I believe. She died in June of 1996, was born April 25th, 1917. I don't know that we'll ever see another vocalist like her. We were lucky to have her while we did. Moving right along. Okay, so our next vocalist has a very special place in my heart. She could sing jazz, show tunes. She didn't sing rock and roll. This person's voice is very special, I think, to everyone, every American, especially the youngsters, but really, I think everyone. And it's because of the impact her voice and her her presence and acting had in one particular movie, and I would argue on one particular song.
that I heard of once in a lullaby. Somewhere over the rainbow, skies are blue, and the dreams that you dare to upon a star and wake up where the clouds are far behind me where troubles melt like lemon drops away above the chimney tops that's where you Sweet Mother of God. That is the voice of Judy Garland in her role as Dorothy Gale in The Wizard of Oz, the classic childhood tale, that American tale that we all grew up loving and will pass on to our children, our children's children, our children's children, children, our children's 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 children, and so on. Now, Here's the thing about Judy Garland, and I could now I could do an entire show on this really unbelievable voice and performer, but I won't. But I will say, more so than probably anyone on this list and anyone I can think of, her voice really transformed a lot throughout her career, which would be, you know, it's not that unusual considering she began her performing career as a five-year-old which many would argue is kind of absurdly early. Well, her mother was a nut job. Her mother was a true stage mother, but of the worst kind. She was mean. She was nasty. She didn't really care about her children. She just cared about them making money that she could then embezzle. And that's what she did. But that's neither here nor there. When Judy Garland was in The Wizard of Oz, um, Meet Me in St. Louis... In movies like that, she had that very clear... She was 16 years old when she recorded and performed that song you just heard, which is pretty remarkable. That rich of a tone, that much control, that intonation for a 16-year-old. I mean, that's pretty unbelievable. Now, one thing that kind of came back to bite her in the ass is the fact that she could have such a mature, rich, full sound at such a young age because she sang a whole hell of a lot. I mean, for every movie she did, which was tons for MGM, she would have to do take after take after take. She'd have to learn dance after dance after dance, and it really 
started to wear on her vocal cords. Plus, she was taking all kinds of drugs that were given to her by the studio and her mother, um, which also didn't help. So, yes, over time, her voice did start to show the wear and tear. Um, for example, here's another very famous song of hers that came from the movie A Star Is Born, which came out later. It came out in 19... I can't think of it off the top of my head, but it was one of her later films. Very, very well received. But as you'll see, her voice sounds a little different. The night is bitter. The stars have lost their glitter The winds grow colder Suddenly you're older And all because of the man That got away No Oh, 
So yes, same woman, different voice a little bit. You can hear the voice is aged, the voice is matured, the voice is also weathered some damage. Now, that continued throughout her entire life. And that was from really the last, I mean, not, not the last movie she made, but that movie came out in 1954. Um, that was a big hit for her. In her later years, Judy Garland had to adjust once again from being, you know, she went from child star to adult, real, dramatic actress with that film, A Star is Born. And then she really had to adapt to be a, a concert soloist, a concert performer. Her voice adapted once again. Here's an example of that. Now, again, this is very different from the voice you heard singing Over the Rainbow. Skies, sunshine, friends that are real. Oh, folks, sweetheart, oh, how I feel. I'll not go roaming like I did again. I'll stay home and be a kid again. Hello, Bluebird, hello. All day long I keep singing, hello, I'm glad I found you. Bluebird, make yourself at home Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. So, when you're talking about one voice, one world, one voice, one world of song, well, you have Judy Garland there, who takes us from 1939 with Over the Rainbow, that beautiful, sweet, pure, yet rich sound, to A Star is Born, where she's more mature, got a little more... Um, got a little more, uh, what's it called, rasp to her, 
to her later days when she is selling the shit out of a song. No one could sell a song like Judy Garland. And it's just, I think she um, sometimes gets a little forgotten, a little underappreciated, especially for all she went through. If you don't know, you should look into the Judy Garland story. Okay, okay, okay. Moving right along. Now, we spent more. did we spend more time on Judy Garland than the other singers? Yes. Why? Because, first of all, again, this has nothing to do with who has a better voice than anyone. That's why I made it, tried to make it clear that this is not about best singers. Because these voices are very, they're all unique, they're all different. It's not about who's better than who. Okay? It has nothing to do with that. That's why I hate shows like American Idol. As a, as a singer, as a musician, the idea of putting people up against each other and trying to say, well, your voice is better than theirs. All voices are different. Every All sounds and musicians and interpretations are different. So it's not about that. I hate those shows. Okay. Next voice. Next voice, hopefully you'll recognize because there's really no one who sounds like her. Okay. Right before Judy came Ella Fitzgerald. Well, this is the other woman everyone thinks of when they think of jazz singers. So that was some early Billie Holiday. Yes, Billie Holiday. Also known as Lady Day. Um, Billie Holiday's real name was Eleonora Fagan. Did you know that? Yes, it was. Her real name was Eleonora Fagan. She was born April 7th, 1915. She died July 17th, 1959. Talk about a rough life. She had a seminal influence on jazz music and pop singing. Her vocal style, strongly inspired by jazz instrumentalists, pioneered a new way of manipulating phrasing and tempo. She was known for her vocal delivery and improvisational skills, not as much as Ella, but okay, uh, which made up for her limited range and lack of formal musical training. There were other jazz singers with equal talent, but Holiday had a voice that captured the attention of her audience, needless to say. You know, I don't know if I went over this, but Ella Fitzgerald, her kind of claim to fame besides, you know, she was noted for her purity of tone, her impeccable diction, phrasing, and intonation. She had pretty much perfect pitch, but also for her horn-like improvisational 
ability, particularly in scat singing. I don't know what else it would be. She was a singer. But I thought I should mention that because I don't think I did at the time. Okay, so that clip you just heard was a very early example of Billie Holiday. Um, here's an example of one of the last recordings she ever made when she was very unhealthy. Oh, God, her story is so sad. She actually, her last days, she was in the hospital. Let me, let me just tell you this story because it's really kind of unbelievable. So by early 1959, Billie Holiday had cirrhosis of the liver. She she stopped drinking on doctor's ordered on doctor's orders, excuse me, but soon relapsed. By May, she had lost 20 pounds. Her manager, Joe Glazer, and the dra- the jazz critic Leonard Feather unsuccessfully tried to get her to go to a hospital. Now, on May 31st, 1959, she was taken to Metropolitan Hospital in New York City for treatment of liver disease and heart disease. The FBI of narcotics, under the order of Harry J. Anslinger, had been targeting Billie Holiday since at least 1939, so for 20 friggin' years. She was arrested and handcuffed for drug possession as she lay dying. Her hospital room was raided and she was placed under police guard. They handcuffed her in the hospital as she was laying there dying. On July 15th, she received the last rites of the Roman Catholic Church and died two days later on July 17th, 1959 at 3.10 a.m. of pulmonary edema and heart failure caused by cirrhosis of the liver. So, yeah, very sad. And here was one of the last recordings she ever made. And this is, I'm a fool to want you. Peace, Billy Holiday. Okay, so the next two on my list here of some of the best voices of all time do break into the classical realm. So that's why I've limited limited this to just two, um, because I know that people don't like to talk or listen to classical singing for some reason, unless you, I don't know, whatever. We won't get into that. But I've picked two that I think are some of the best examples. One was so good, so so much of a pioneer, and so uniquely, had such a uniquely vibrant tone that he crossed over into pop, into everything. And that would have to be Luciano Pavarotti.
Now, if that didn't give you chills, then you need to check and see that you have a pulse. That was Luciano Pavarotti singing uh, Nessun Dorma from the opera Tosca. Um, such a free-flowing tone, such a vibrant, bright sound. Mm. I mean, if that doesn't give you chills, yeah, I don't know what will. And by the way, I hate heavy metal music. To me, it sounds pretty much like noise. But if I hear good artistry or whatever, I can at least appreciate it. So while a lot of you out there probably don't like classical singing or opera, come on, you gotta respect what you gotta respect that unbelievable, powerful sound. And you must because this big fat guy named Luciano Pavarotti, I mean, he crossed over into popular music, eventually becoming one of the most commercially successful tenors of all time. I mean, he made numerous recordings of complete operas and individual arias and and pop songs. There is a recording of him singing, There's a hero if you look inside your heart. I don't want to disturb our neighbors. But he sings a duet, the hero, the song Hero, with Mariah Carey. They sing a duet. So, yeah, come on now, yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying. Okay, so that's one classical voice that I thought everyone should hear. The next I actually played last week to give you a sample. Now, the reason I chose this is because this little sample might be one of the most difficult excerpts of singing, of of a vocal passage that exists. It comes from the work Carmina Burana, which is where bum 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 comes from. But um this is called Dulcissima. It's sung by the soprano soloist. Now I wanted so badly to put my a former teacher of mine singing this onto the list. But I couldn't do it because unfortunately it just didn't match up well against this recording, which is, which I've come to realize is the best that exists. This is June Anderson singing the Dulcissima from Carmina Varana. Now, what makes this so difficult? Well, first of all, it's extremely high, as you will hear. Singing high for man, for men or women is in and of itself difficult. Difficult to do well. Difficult to do so that it sounds free and easy. Difficult to do so that it's on, so that it doesn't sound strained and that it's in tune. Singing high is difficult. Singing high softly is damn near impossible. Um, truly, almost impossible. So, that said, here is June Anderson singing Dulcissima from Carmina Burana.
Oh, I'm sorry. I've turned into a, a fucking puddle. That is about as free and open and perfectly in tune. Oh, my God. Okay, so now let me play. I'm not going to play the whole thing, but I'm going to play the very beginning of a former teacher of mine named Sylvia McNair. She taught me at Indiana University, the music school there, and listen to the very beginning of her singing that same passage and see if you can hear why I didn't go with her. Okay. So from there, from that point forward, I probably could have picked her. But the difference between her... That and this... Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Now, that said, Sylvia McGonera is probably one of the greatest voices, greatest singers alive. And if you listen to the rest of that passage, you'll see that she is just as good as June Anderson. But that very beginning, that... Oh, it just melts me. I've melted. And that is why June Anderson is included among my list of best voices. Moving right along... Okay, moving right along here. You're listening to The Next Best Thing on Radio Free Brooklyn. I'm your host, Jonathan B. Lerner, keeping you company every Monday night from 10 o'clock until midnight. We are on to the next voice. Okay, now, if you ever needed proof of what I said, that these voices do not constitute by any means the best singers, well, here it is. Come gather round, people, wherever you roam And admit that the waters around you have grown And accept it that soon you'll be drenched to the bone If your time to you is worth saving Then you better start swimming or you'll sink like a stone For the times they are a-changing Okay, that is, of course, Bob Dylan, who no one will ever confuse with a great singer. Oh, <coughs> excuse me. <laughs> that that hurt. Okay, but you know what I mean. You don't really sing in the times they are changing. Yes, beautiful. Now... That's not to say that his voice isn't important. Obviously it is. I wouldn't have put it on here. And good Lord, it's nothing if not unique. Um, But yeah, so I think he's played a major role in music and of, you know, what protest songs. Uh, Yeah, Bob Dylan definitely belongs on this list. Moving right along. All right, who's next here? Okay, now this next voice is, is another comes from another individual we lost way too soon she sings all sorts of different uh, genres but the reason she's on this list is because she has one of the most beautiful tones i've probably ever heard in her renditions of her interpretations of various songs 
like this one I'm about to play for you, are so gorgeous and kind of heartbreaking that they're unique in and of themselves. But her tone, her voice, her musicality, gosh, I think she had so much more to give. Her name is Eva Cassidy. So that is Eva Cassidy singing her version of Sting's Fields of Gold. Beautiful. So beautiful. She also has great versions of Time After Time, the Cindy Lauper song, Over the Rainbow, which we heard earlier. Um, she has her own version. Such a gorgeous tone. We lost her way too early. Um, gosh. I, uh, let's see. When did she die? She died at the young, way premature age of... 33. Yeah, she died in 1996 at the the age of 33. Ah, So, rest in peace, Eva Cassidy. Gone too soon, never forgotten. Moving right along. All right, so, tonight in our list of best voices, by the way, we're not going to get to every best voice. So, by the end of the show, when you don't hear whoever you're thinking of and hoping that I talk about, it's because we ran out of time. We couldn't possibly get to everybody. That said, next... We've talked about, uh, you know, we talked about Elvis and how he was the king of rock and roll. Buddy Holly, how he made such, paved the way for rock and roll. Um, Jazz with Elvis, excuse me, Jazz with Frank Sinatra and Ella and Billy and even Judy Garland. Well, I think when it, you know, I talk a lot about these not being the best singers necessarily. Well, this next voice on our list, he really could probably be on a list of best singers. He was unique. His voice was truly spectacular and uh, really kind of unsurpassed to this day. And I'm not sure it will ever be. I'm talking, of course, about Freddie Mercury.
little silhouette of a man. Scaramouche, Scaramouche, will you do the bandango? Thunderbolt and lightning, very, very frightening me. Galileo, 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 Galileo I'm just a poor boy, nobody loves me. He's just a poor boy from a poor family, sparing his life from this monstrosity. Come, easy go, will you let me go? Bismillah, no, we will not let you go. Let him go. Bismillah, we will not let you go. Let him go. Bismillah, we will not let you go. Let me go. Oh, mamma mia, mamma mia. Mamma mia, let me go. Beelzebub has a devil put aside for me. Had to give you your head banging. Wow, Bohemian Rhapsody and Freddie Mercury. Now, yikes. I mean, what Bohemian Rhapsody, that song in and of itself is unique because it is, I mean, it incorporates like 18 different styles of music. It's broken up into like five different parts. But Freddie Mercury, his voice, um, I mean, his voice is truly remarkable. It is... Um, it is he had a four octave range which is rare and he could sing very full he had a full he could sing i'm sure he could have been very very successful as a tenor singing operas but he didn't he decided to rock out and sing songs like that also songs like killer queen somebody to love don't stop me now i'm having such a good time a crazy little thing called love we are the champions. Another one bats of dust. And another one Another one bats of dust. Okay, songs like that. He was a great songwriter. Great flamboyant personality. Another, another, another voice and soul that was taken too soon. We lost him in November of 1991 at the way too young age of 45. Freddie Mercury. Why you gotta leave us? Well... That's another story for another day. Moving right along. Okay, we're moving on to what I have deemed our Broadway portion. Um, these There's only three voices on here, but um, there could be way more. There should be way more. Um, but the first one to start off our Broadway portion is a voice that, listen, some people love it, some people hate it. Some people say she sings very with, with very poor technique. Some people couldn't tell the difference. But one thing you can't deny is that Patti Lapone's voice is distinctive and unique. And damn, does she sing this song very well.
Oh my god, oh, oh my god. Yes, 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 yes. Patty Lapone, everybody, Patty Lapone. Singing Stephen Sondheim's Being Alive and Kicking the Shit Out of It. Okay, our next great voice of Broadway, one of the greatest of all time, according to me, is George Hearn. Now, George Hearn is not some big Broadway star. I don't even know if big Broadway stars exist anymore. Um, because everybody's so in and out nowadays, but he originated, um, the role of, he originated a role in La Caja Fall, the one who sings I Am What I Am, a very, very famous, very brilliant theatrical actor. Um, the reason he made it on this list is because he performed one of my favorite pieces of theater, very, he performed it for many years on many different stages. I'm talking about Sweeney Todd. He played the role of Sweeney Todd. And this guy has Teflon vocal cords. I'm serious. Now, I want to play this role very badly at some point in my life. But I have to tell you, I've sung some of these songs before. And when I perform them, even in recital settings, I get into them. I act them out as much as best I can. And afterwards, I'm like, well, yes, thank you for coming they take a toll on my chords. This guy performed this show eight times a week and somehow managed to... I mean, his voice doesn't reflect that at all. George Hearn. There's a hole in the world like a great black pit and it's filled with people who are filled with shit and the vermin of the world inhabit it. 
I just, you know, when you hear him being like, ugh, like, screaming, and then continues to sing and go, that that song comes in the first act, for God's sake. So, that's pretty remarkable. The Teflon vocal cords of George Hearn. Okay, next on our list, and these are Broadway people primarily. However, you probably know this next voice from the show Homeland or the movie The Princess Bride in which he says the very famous line My name is Manito Mantoya You killed my father Prepare to die Yes, this is the voice of Mandy Patinkin who, especially as a singer has a very, very distinctive some might say pinched you know, sound distinctive nonetheless Here it is Mandy Patinkin uh, singing Lesson Number 8 from Sunday in the Park with George, yet another Stephen Sondheim show. Charles has a book. Charles shows them his crayons. Marie has the ball of Charles. Good for Marie. Charles misses his ball. George misses Marie. George misses a lot. 
George is alone. George looks around, he sees the park, it is depressing. George looks ahead, George sees the dark, George feels afraid. Where are the people out strolling on Sunday? George looks within, George is adrift, George goes by guessing. George looks behind, he had a gift, when did it fade? You wanted people out strolling on Sunday. George, remember how George used to be, stretching his vision in every direction. See George attempting to see a connection, when all he can see is maybe a tree, the family tree. George is afraid. George sees the park. George sees it dying. George too may fade, leaving no mark, just passing through. Just like the people out strolling on Sunday. George looks around. George is alone. No use denying. George is aground. George is outgrown. What he can do. George would have liked to see people out strolling on Sunday. Hmm. A great show, a great song, a great voice. Again, that was Mandy Patinkin singing lesson number eight from the musical Sunday in the Park with George, which is actually... I don't know if it's opened yet, but it is going to be playing again on Broadway, but this time featuring Jake Gyllenhaal. Let's see if he can sing as well as Mandy Patinkin can. I highly doubt it. Now, um, so I realize before I even tell you that that was the end of our list, because it is, um, I realize that there are a number of people and voices not on that list that should be. For example... Tony Bennett should absolutely be on that list. No question about it. But he's not. Um, He's not because of time constraints and things like that. Whitney Houston probably could be on that list. She's not. And so that's why I reiterate, this is not the definitive list of best voices of all time. But it's just a list of... People who are among the best voices of all time. We covered Buddy Holly, Elvis Presley, Frank Sinatra, Ella Fitzgerald, Judy Garland. Our classical, uh, Billie Holiday. We also covered the classical voices of Luciano Pavarotti, June Anderson. You heard a tiny bit of Sylvia McNair, Bob Dylan, Eva Cassidy, Freddie Mercury, Patti Lapone, George Hearn, and Mandy Patinkin. Now, as I said, and I'll say again, there are other great voices These are among the best and most important voices of all time. No question about it. No question about it. Now, if you have any voices that you are angry about being left off this list, by all means, tweet at us. We are at Next Best Radio 
or you can write it on our Facebook wall, facebook.com slash NBT radio.